0: Your church's efforts in outreach, marketing, and more all have a part in creating a culture of communication at your church that affects your church in a way that you probably couldn't even consider. So we are going to be looking at part two today of your communication culture. Welcome back to Church Media HQ, where we equip church leaders to maximize their impact through the power of communication. I'm Luke Clayton, and I'm excited to continue our conversation today. Uh, Remember, in addition to the weekly teaching content that we put out, we also provide monthly graphics and resources that you can download completely free of charge at churchmediahq.com. So if you haven't taken advantage of those resources yet, head to churchmediahq.com and download those today. Uh, So let's review a little bit. This is part two of your communication culture. So a little review from part one. So when it comes to a workplace, uh, we often talk about this term culture and a lot of different things create that. Things such as management styles, uh, even things like dress code, uh, things like flexibility with time off, all these different things shape a culture. And uh, as you know, uh, there's a culture really in any organization you go to. So your church also has a culture. While you have a general culture, there's also a more specific culture when it comes to your communication, and we're calling it your communication uh, culture. Uh, And it's uh, affected by a variety of factors. uh, And this is a very dominant aspect of your church. And so just by way of review, in part one, we talked about the first three Types of uh, these communication cultures, and so let's review those real quick. The first is do nothing culture, and as I said, we wish there was a more creative way to describe this, but really, expl- the explanation is is the definition of what it is. I mean, it is a culture of communication that does nothing to actively try to manage your marketing and your outreach and your perception of the community, uh, and so uh, different things such as you know not even you know really putting forth effort on things like keeping your facilities up to date or obviously in the areas of media, you know, not having an outdated uh, or dormant website, having a logo that's old and, you know, from the 90s or uh, having, uh, you know, something even like um, having having, you know, maybe signage that's old and faded. We talk about how that's a do nothing culture and you really have to make a mindset change there. Of instead of saying, well, we, uh, you know, everyone's going to understand it's all good, it's not a big deal, to really the overall mindset change there is that, hey, this is, we're not just a church, this is God's church. And instead of saying, well, no one will notice, you have to ask the question, who will notice? So we want to avoid having a do nothing communication culture. The second type of communication culture that we want to avoid is out of touch communication culture so you have out of touch communication and so what that simply means is that you are using uh, uh, methods or forms of communication that maybe just aren't relevant to uh, to the society we live in now uh, maybe they're just uh, once again I know this kind of goes hand in hand You'll, you're gonna see you're probably noticing already some similarities uh, amongst these uh, different types of cultures. Uh, because really a lot of it can quickly decline into a do-nothing culture. Uh, And so this out-of-touch says, yeah, well, and it really communicates, whereas do-nothing communicates we don't care, out-of-touch communicates, well, we care about us. And out-of-touch kind of uh, has to do with the fact that you're not really focused on uh, being intentional about your messaging and communicating to the outside world. You're really only content with kind of taking care of what you have. So there's do nothing communication. There's out of touch communication. And then the last one we talked about is mismanaged communication or poorly invested communication. So this, in this case, you are doing something, you're actively uh, trying to communicate, but you're mismanaging it or or maybe a better way to look at it is that you're poorly invested. And so uh, some examples we looked at there, I talked about a church I heard about that had a phone bill that or they, they paid two phone bills to do two different phone companies for the exact same thing. They only used one phone, but somehow uh, it was figured out that they were paying a second phone bill for a phone line they never used. And so Uh, that, that's an example of just from a, you know, maybe financial management standpoint that needs to be uh, addressed. But when it comes to your actual communication, you may be just using, uh, methods and using ways to communicate that you're not even really sure why you use them other than the fact that maybe you use the one time. Here's another example that I actually didn't mention last time. Maybe it's something like a vendor. Maybe you use the, you've used the exact same vendor for your printing, for example, for, you know, for decades or for years or whatever. And you know what? You may be spending a ton of cost on printing with a vendor here. And you could be saving uh, a lot of resources by maybe branching out and trying a new vendor. And so there's really any different variety of ways that your communication can be mismanaged or poorly invested. Uh, But these are three cultures do nothing out of touch and mismanage. We want to avoid these cultures. So now let's get into the last three communication cultures. And uh, I will tell you, They these do get a little bit better, and really, uh, obviously, uh, communication number uh, culture number six is the one that you're going to be striving for. So, the fourth type of communication culture is what we call consistent communication. Uh, So, consistent communication culture are churches that are consistently communicating. With effectiveness, and so you say, "Hey, this sounds like a good thing." And yes, it is a better thing than the other than the first three communication cultures that we talked about, but it's still not great. So here here's some examples: uh, you found a system that works for you, but you haven't revisited it in a while. So uh, it's a little bit kind of falling, like I said, bordering that you're going to find a lot of similarities amongst some of these cultures. It really kind of borders what you find in mismanaged uh, communication culture, except for you probably have a system that actually does have some level of effectiveness. And uh, once again, we said this in the last episode as well, I'm not a proponent of change for the sake of change. However, I am always a proponent of revisiting and improving and trying to make things better. So even if you have a system or a method that you've been using and it just seems to, it just seems to have some level of effectiveness, you always have to ask yourself, could it be Better. And the way I, I suggest that this is changed is not by some drastic, you know, uh, kind of dramatic move, but rather just incremental changes over time. So let's try to pick a, a, a specific a, a example here. In fact, I'd like to use a personal illustration here, uh, if I will. So I, uh, in the past, have designed uh, graphics. Uh, logos, things like that. When we started uh, this company, I was kind of obviously had to do everything. And so design was one of the things that I did. Well, what I soon found is that I'm not a true graphic designer. It's just not in my wheelhouse. I can, I know what looks good. I can make something look halfway decent. Uh, I can make something that is just Consistent. And what I found over time is that while I could maintain a consistent design style with the clients that I worked with, uh, I was running into a problem in that I knew that I wasn't going to be able to take uh, our mission to the next level as long as I continued to do the design because I just could not break the mold of my style. And so uh, you're going to meet Matt uh, here in uh, the next few episodes. Matt is our graphic designer who joined us uh, here about six months ago from the time of we're releasing this episode and uh, he is a true graphic designer he's a graphic artist he does a great job and what was able to happen there is we will or we were able to as, as a company here we were kind of able to in our design department break that consistent communication culture and move on to the next level and so I don't know what it's going to be for you uh, maybe you uh, maybe you do have somebody who's doing a design here, here's just a really uh, common example A lot of churches, you know, you've got staff and you've got paid uh, people on your team that are dual purpose staff members and that's that's understandable so for example your your uh, children's pastor is also your media director that's a common thing or maybe it's a secretary is also your designer that's that's a common thing as well well maybe your secretary can design something that doesn't look awful but she's not really a designer uh and it's not really looking uh great it's not you know it's just kind of consistent kind of bland kind of boring uh, maybe your next step would be what well, we're gonna look into. Finding, uh, and even if you're not in the position to you know, hire an in-house designer, you say, I'm going to look into maybe bringing on someone who, uh, or bringing on a, a, an agency or a freelancer to get, to kind of freshen up our design. So maybe that's uh, something that you can do. And so here's some specific mindset changes you can have. Uh, the first one, and this is, I'm really preaching at myself here because this is, I, I can be so bad about this, to be honest with you. Uh, first one, I'll use a template. No, change that to say I'll make something new. Now that's not saying that there's anything wrong with using a template from time to time, but if you've used the same quote-unquote template uh, for your, uh, you know, for the past however many uh, 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 additions or versions of of this artwork that you've had or this this item that you've had, it's time to change. It's trying to make something new. Uh, here's here's another one. Uh, we can do what we did last year. Uh, Well, you want to change that to say, what can we do differently this year? And, uh, you know, as I started alluding to earlier, it's not necessarily about making drastic change. It's about making small incremental changes. So maybe you say, we're just going to change one thing about this event. We're going to change one thing about the, the, the way that we, um, that we market and promote this event. Maybe just change one small thing, but instead of saying what we, what we're just doing, what we did last year. Nope. We say, what can we do differently this year? And then, uh, instead of saying this doesn't look bad. Uh, maybe you ask the question, does this look good? Uh, and so it's very hard to please everybody when it comes to, you know, visual aspects of creativity. But, uh, you, you're not necessarily going to make everybody happy. But instead of being, well, well, it doesn't look bad. Ask yourself, well, does this actually look good? Get feedback. Get other people's opinion. Get opinions from people of different ages, uh, different stages of life. Uh, and so, um, I do want to put a major disclaimer here. There is, we're talking about consistent communication. There is a lot of value to consistency. Uh, so I'm not um, condemning uh, consistency. What I am saying is that uh, there can be consistency to a fault in that you always just default to what you've always done and that can eventually lead to decline. So uh, the result of this uh, consistent communication is while your communication would rarely be considered poor, uh, it will begin to simply just blend in. And so what I mean by that is where your community might have five years ago really thought that that design was sharp. Well, you're still using the same basic design style or template or whatever, uh, you know, all these years later. And now it's just blending in. It's just the same. And so that is consistent communication. Now, let's talk about the fifth communication culture. And now we're kind of moving into some of the more positive communication cultures. And this is creative Communication. So creative communication, pretty obvious explanation. This is churches that are up to date with their communication methods. They are keeping up with the trends and technology of communication. So this sounds like a good thing. And it honestly is. If you can identify as your church in this in this culture, that's great. That's fantastic. Props to you. Now, the biggest potential drawback of having a creative communication culture is that you're reactive rather than proactive in your communication. So, for example, uh, maybe when a new platform of social media or a new channel, new way to communicate comes out or is becomes popular, uh, you you know six months to a year after it's been out, and you're noticing that other uh, other people are using it, other organizations and companies are using it. You say, "Oh, yeah, we should jump on that." And and honestly, I applaud you for that uh, because some people have the response of it being, of being resistant to that. And so I applaud you for not resisting it. Um, but once again, we don't necessarily want to be playing catch up. We kind of want to be leading the way. Uh, and so just one really simple mindset change here, instead of sa- asking yourself what's happening now, you want to ask what's happening next. So what, instead of saying what's happening now, you want to ask what's happening Next. So the result of creative communication, though it is a positive thing, uh, if, if you're in here, if you're not careful, your church's communication will always be a step behind rather than a step ahead. And so that leads us to the final communication culture. And really, this is the one we should all be striving for. And this is innovative communication. Now you said, well, wait, create Creativity, innovation, isn't that the same thing? And I used to think that as well, but I, I read a couple things and heard a couple things that really got me thinking about this. And so, basically, the way I like to put innovation is while creativity has to do everything with your ideas and you know these creative thoughts, innovation has to do with the action involved. And so, uh, an innovative ch- a church with an innovative communication culture is communicating and is the you're communicating well and they're, they're always though challenging, challenging themselves to take it to the next level. And so here's some examples of, of innovative communication. Uh, it's characterized by taking risk and trying new things uh, You're not afraid to fail uh, And once again you're taking risks Now I do want to do a d- disclaimer here You're taking calculated risks It's not that you're just throwing things out there And you know trying things randomly And not having any you know thought behind it No it's a calculated risk But you're not afraid to fail uh, And you stay ahead of the curb Rather than playing catch up uh, You're creating solutions When you face uh, marketing or communication challenge rather than making excuses for why it just won't work. Uh, And you're embracing the power of communication and the different forms and the different mediums and channels uh, that are introduced. And you're embracing them rather than maybe being scared of them or resisting them. And you're harnessing them as a tool to accomplish your mission and so this is this is where you want to be you want to be innovative the like I said the main difference between creative and innovative is that of creative you're a step behind innovative you're a step ahead and you say well can i just kind of keep up with no there's really there really is no just keeping up with it because there's there's either you're either one step ahead or you're one step behind there's really no in between and so with innovation you have to always be thinking what's next What can I do now? You say, you're never really satisfied with where you're at in terms of communication. You never really say, well, you know what? The system's good. Let's just leave it be. No, you're always saying, what can we do to make it better? And then I I love this quote. I've seen it from multiple sources, so I really don't know where it originates, but it's fantastic, and I love to apply this to communication, especially with churches. To achieve what nobody else has, you have to do what nobody else does. To achieve what nobody else has, you have to do but nobody else does. This cannot be more true in church work. If you look and you see a pattern of churches, you know out there, you hear the term megachurch. You see these churches that are, you know, they're they're huge. They're exploding in growth. Maybe maybe some are nationally known. Maybe it's just some you're thinking of in your community or nearby. Uh, if I, I, I would, I dare say, if you check and you know that they're growing pretty pretty rapidly and they're reaching a lot of people, I would dare say that uh, they have at least somebody or some department there that is an innovative communicator. They are always thinking ahead to the next thing and challenging themselves. This is where you want to be. So here's some questions uh, to ask yourself uh, as, in regards to this content. First, what consistent area of your communication needs to change. So what consistent area needs to change? Once again, I'm not condemning consistency, but uh, there can be a fault of consistency where it's just, well, we're just doing it because we've always done it that way and then what we're doing does kinda work and whatever. Nope, you need to say, well, wait, what needs to change or what do we need to revisit? Second question, are you one step ahead or one step behind? You know, are you are you staying ahead? Uh, so here's here's an example of that. Uh, you know, live stream is is kind of a fairly common thing now. Live streaming the internet. I mean, as long as you have an internet connection and a camera and a computer, you can make it happen. A lot of churches they're playing catch up in this area. They're just now kind of getting on board and they're just now trying to figure out how to make it work. Uh, but the, but there are other churches out there that you look and you say, hey, they're growing. They're really doing something. And many of them they were live streaming before a live stream was mainstream. Before people realized that live streaming was a thing, they were doing it. And so uh, are you one step ahead in these areas or are you one step behind? And then lastly, what risk can you take in your communication that may be the next big game changer for your church? What risk can you take? Once again, a calculated risk. Not something you're just shooting from the hip or winging it. No, something that you've researched, that you've studied, and that you said, no, this is something we can try. Don't be afraid to fail. If you've done your research and if you've you've done your homework, if you will, you, you have no shame. Even if it doesn't go as expected or even if in your mind it's a flop, you learn from your mistakes and you move on. So, what risk can you take in your communication that may be the next big game changer for your? church. Well, I hope that as we've gone through these six different types of communication that you have been honest and open with yourself. And I want to emphasize, as I said in the last episode, we're not trying to condemn anyone. We're not trying to make anyone feel ashamed. We're trying to help you be self-aware of where you and your church is at. Because the first step to getting better is realizing that you need something to get better. Uh, If you, you, you don't realize you're sick until you start coughing or puking or whatever it may be. So you don't realize, you may not realize that your church is in need of this stuff until you go through and you identify this stuff. So I hope that you're able to successfully and effectively identify your communication culture and I hope that you are committed to take it to the next level. That's what this content is all about. So be sure to, uh, once again, we love it when you review. uh, Leave us a review when you share uh, this content with others uh, and be, be sure to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening and join us next week as you'll have the opportunity to explore a little more application of this concept and really break down what it means when we say everything communicates. So thanks again for joining us here at church media HQ, where we equip your church to maximize your impact through the power of communication.